Hey, my name is Tim. I am so happy you're here. Since 2019, If That Makes Sense has been a place we try to just talk together as Christians about what living the faith is really like. Following Jesus is the only way we want to live. And a big part of that journey is having honest conversations with the people walking alongside you. In this episode of If That Makes Sense, we're revisiting something that comes up a lot in this show, probably because it's something that comes up a lot in real life, sharing our faith. What does that look like in our lives? Does that just happen when we tell people about Jesus? Or is it in the example of how we live? Does it happen on the streets or in Sunday school classrooms? All of that is in view here as we listen in on a few different conversations from over the years together on If That Makes Sense. Back in episode 47, we tackled the idea of sharing the gospel from the perspective of Romans 10 and how God uses his people to spread the knowledge of his son. Tately shares. I think you have to look at it again as God is God. He doesn't need us. He can do anything and it's not really for us to question his methods. And it makes me think right down here, 20, I have shown myself to those who did not ask for me. Mm. Um, He can show himself to anyone in whatever way he sees fit. And and the Bible indicates to us that he does do this. Um, You know, the heavens declare, man is without excuse, creation itself shows God. Instead of um, walking away from it as, well, too bad for them. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We have to know like, well, God is God and he's sovereign and he's going to do what he's going to do, even if I don't understand how or why, or like we talked about last week, if it's fair or not. Um, And we just have to do our little part in our little corner of the world and trust him to do the rest. (laughs) I love something that you touched on there and That is that it says in other parts of the Bible, and one thing that I've been reminded of and encouraged to do is when I get to a passage like this where it's a bit confusing or raises these type of questions is find other spots in the Bible that talk about the same thing and use the Bible to help answer its own questions because we know Mm. that the Bible is true and that it's accurate and that what it says is legitimate. Um, And so I think of those different parts of, Mm. you know, even the rocks will cry out his name and, you know, the heavens declare his glory. And so that gives me comfort is I can look at these other passages and know that God makes himself known through various different things and how he sees fit to know that someone has that opportunity in their lifetime to believe in him before they perish. That doesn't necessarily answer our question, but for me personally, it helps comfort me of knowing hey, let's dig around in the Bible and find out what else it has to say about this to help get some clarity on it. Super good. A couple things we can hold together at the same time because they're scriptural truths are what you, Becky, and you, Tately, have just touched on. I think it's super insightful that, one, the gospel is essential to salvation because it's how we're saved. That's that's what that is. That's what this book is about. Mm-hmm. Two, God reveals himself. And even like you pointed out earlier, Tately, in this chapter, God reveals himself in mysterious, unsought-for ways. And then three, we still have to share the gospel. 
you know, if 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 we're reading any part of God's word in such a way that makes us say, whew, I don't have to witness anymore. That would have been uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, we're reading it wrong if we're saying that. Um, whatever we believe about this, we can't really ignore any of those three truths, that the gospel is essential to salvation, that God reveals himself in ways that we don't expect and sometimes we don't even seek. And three, regardless of it all, it's our responsibility and and our privilege to get to share the gospel and let people know how good and just how gracious our loving God is through his gospel. That's from episode 47. And I really enjoyed the deep dive into Romans that every episode was between numbers 35 and 53, where we covered that New Testament book. As we talk some more about sharing the gospel, it's important to realize it doesn't always look the same way. God does eternal work in remote locations across the world and in our church basements too. If outreach is taking the gospel out to the world, in episode 31, we thought maybe we could call it in reach when we minister within church walls. Let's hear some of Becky's thoughts. Another reason I love in reach is that is how my family was saved. We were invited to an Awana program and the gospel got shared. I got saved. Mm-hmm. By going to the Awana program, my siblings and I got very comfortable with the building itself mm-hmm. because sometimes just the building itself can be intimidating. Oh, it's Sunday school. You're supposed to go to this classroom. I don't know where that classroom is. Mm. I'm not going to ask where that classroom is. I'm just going to go home. Um, And that kind of eliminates that because now you know the layout of the building. And then parents see their kids getting excited about it and wanting to go. And, oh, my daughter Susie's friend Jane invited her to church. She really wants to go. Let's go. And it kind of takes down that barrier there. Um, So – InReach has so many different possibilities that, to me, I get really excited with it because of how versatile it can be. And it's also close to my heart because that's how I got saved was through an InReach program. Um, So there's just so much there um, that gets me really excited about it. The practical aspect of that is something that would be easy to overlook, but it's human, so it makes sense that – we care about spaces, the space that we're in, and we we feel comfortable in a space or uncomfortable in a space. Uh, that can make all the difference. If you're not comfortable going to the building, uh, that there there it is, right there. You're not going to go to church on Sunday morning if you're if you feel un- something as simple as that. So I think even just looking down to the the nitty gritty practical aspect of saying to ourselves when we invite people into this space, we help to to break down some of those what are called defeaters, the defeater arguments like, why would I choose not to do this thing? Those are defeaters. Anything that answers why I would choose not to do this. I don't feel comfortable in the building. That's a defeater. Break that down by just letting them be there and feel comfortable with it. I love Mm -hmm. that. And then also the other idea, Becky, that you mentioned that was another one I I think is really cool is just the idea of using, using the space. God's blessed us with a space. And there are resources and opportunities that can be used used effectively in that physical space that God has blessed that his people have consecrated that can't happen the same way somewhere else. What Becky shared comes from episode 31. Witnessing 
is definitely a Christianese word. And depending on your experience, it probably comes loaded with its own fear-inducing or obligation-laden connotations. We all wish it didn't have to be this way, because telling people about Jesus, or witnessing, should be about joy and everything that makes us feel alive. In episode 17, we asked each other how the word witnessing made us feel. Mary starts. I'll, I'll just say all the highlighted words on my paper, which is door-to-door, strangers, conversation, terrible people, apply, no, life, actions, words, not. <laughs> I want no and we're okay. Can you go back to the terrible people part? <laughs> I want to know where that comes from. Okay. My curiosity is peaked. Okay. I'll just read the whole thing. It's, a, it's just a paragraph. When I think of witnessing, I think of going door-to-door, talking to strangers, going up to someone at the store, and starting a conversation about how they're terrible people and need Jesus. There you go. I see. Yes. Mm-hmm. However, when I attempt to apply that word to my life, I see it as more of a getting to know someone and showing them Jesus with my life, my actions, and my words. And honestly, I am not good at it. So the second part sounded like a pretty healthy understanding. <laughs> it's like... Oh, when I think about this word, it usually ends up like this kind of thing. What I'd really like for it to be is just this other thing. (laughs) Why do we hold ourselves to the definition that we all kind of agree isn't super effective, has never helped us out, has never been enjoyable, (laughs) doesn't even look like it's really in the Bible? Oh, but that's what we have to do. I wish it could just be this other thing, like, you know, kind of how Paul talks about being a witness for Christ and how Jesus wants us to live our lives. I think that it's finding that balance between the two because Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. sometimes I swing that way and then sometimes I swing the way of like, well, I don't ever need to say anything. I only ever need to smile and be polite and be kind, but I don't ever actually have to talk about sin and separation from God and Jesus and what he did. You know, so it's like, at some point in the relationship, because I think building relationships is, I feel like it has to start there. Yeah. You can't tell someone classic, to change their life if you don't know them. And there's that classic, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. But it's true. <laughs> I think I, we can finish the podcast now. That was good. It's Ta-da. so true. <laughs> and so, like, I feel like you have to show them that you care. But then at some point, it has to turn into a conversation, I think. Right. I don't think it's effective to just go knock on a door and say you're going to hell, but here's the answer. I actually think that part of what we're saying, what is the, what's the old, you know, the phrase is door-to-door salesman. And we might not always go door-to-door as evangelicals and turn people off by being salesmen in that regard. But how often are we salespeople and just advertising and commercializing, consumerizing How we do try to share the gospel, we do often approach it as, I've got my pitch and your witness is your pitch. And to be a good witness, you've got to find the right way to make them want your product. See, and that's where I think that it lacks the love because I had a huge epiphany last super summer and I was like, oh, God loves me. And I think because I was raised in this Christian church, it just was knowledge. Like, God loves me, God loves me, Jesus loves me, this I know, boy, that Bible tells me so. But it was this realization that like, oh, but wait, he actually does love me. And that was really revolutionary because it 
it made me realize, wow, if he loves me this much, I should be like, Mary, have you heard about this God? Oh, he loves you so much. Can you believe he he sent his son to die for you because he loves you? And Tim, he's so madly in love with you. It's like when you're engaged and you're like, this is a picture of my fiance. She's amazing. You know, it's <laughs> like you want to tell people about someone you love. You want to talk about Someone, oh, my wife did this amazing thing for me. I just love her so much. You know, it's like you just want to talk about someone that you love. You don't have to be like, well, let me tell you about my wife because <laughs> I'm Cause supposed to. to. I'm supposed to tell you. It's like you, it just oozes from you because you love her so much. And she loves you so much. And because it's so beautiful, you can't help but talk about it all the time. And it's like that. We're like we're the bride of Christ. Mm. And it's, so it's supposed to be like this marriage where you're like, I need to tell you about this. And love, I feel like, is your motivation. It has to be your motivation. Otherwise, you're missing <laughs> the point. And it's easier to be a witness out of guilt. Like, Jesus told me I'm supposed to tell you about this, so there you go. But I don't actually love you. Right. <laughs> so somehow I feel like even after all the conversations we've had, about sharing the good news of Jesus. We've only really just scratched the surface. This is Tim, and I'm really glad you were listening today. If you've got a minute, drop a review to let us know what you think about this recap-style episode. Stay following the show for what's coming next. We can't wait to get around the table again with you and God's Word and dive into what life is really like, doing our best to follow Jesus. And I'll say this, we'd be thrilled if you thought of one person. Just taking a moment to think of one person you know that might like an episode of If That Makes Sense. And with just a few taps on the app of yours, share the podcast with them. One person to another, that's how something you enjoyed, like this podcast, gets to be part of more people's lives. And we can't wait to have you back for the next one. 